Blog Talk Radio. all you animal people and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt and I thank you for checking out our show today on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. This morning, Jerry Shevick from Aquamation will be stopping by to talk about a green alternative to pet cremation. He's highly recommended by the company that makes BioUrns. You might recall the special pet memorial product we talked about a few weeks back. I know it's never pleasant to contemplate end-of-life decisions with regards to any of our loved ones, but it's so good to know all of the options now rather than try and figure out what to do when you're emotional and perhaps too stressed to research what's available. And after our halftime break, Marianne Dell will be joining us. She's been absolutely swamped over at the Orange County Register for the last couple of months, but finally was able to reserve a little time for us and some animal-related books. So stay right where you are, and we'll begin after a quick message from the station here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and our first guest who is with me now is Jerry Shevick from Aquamation. Good morning, Jerry. Hi, how are you, Marie? I'm doing really well. I'm so glad that you're on the show today because I have a lot of questions for you. You're from a company called Aquam- Peaceful Pets Aquamation. Yes, that's right. That's us. So what is this? I'm completely <laughs> confused. I know. That, that, that tends to be the first question. Um, we are a, uh, we're a, a 100% green and a, a much more dignified alternative to pet cremation. And oh. what, what aquamation, the term really means, um, it's something called alkaline hydrolysis. And it's not actually brand new it's it's a fairly old and a really successful technology that uh, has been used for oh UCLA uses it and Duke and the Mayo Clinic and lots of big 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 institutions but it's never really been available to the normal consumer and so it has just become in the last year or so and, and we're one of the oh probably less than 10 people in the country who are providing the service now and it's and what alkaline hydrolysis does, it's the it's probably the closest thing to how nature um, uh, works, you know, uh, with a deceased body. So, um, you know, unlike cremation, which is you know sort of violent and it's an oxidative process, this is a reductive process, and it's a slow process, not as not as slow as Mother Nature, mm-hmm. um, but it takes about 20 hours. Um, and then what is uh, left, just like in you know other processes, our our bone, which then we return to the um, to the client as as ash, which is really sort of a nice kind of ash. Actually, it's it looks like beach sand, so it's a little bit different than than what you get in cremation. Okay, and I know that uh, my friend over at my Eternal Family Tree and BioEarns uh, highly recommended your organization uh, as, as 
a partnering organization, that this product, this end product, uh, your, your pet's remains, can be added to the bio-urn and, and a beautiful tree can be grown that you can plant and always remember your pet. Yeah, we, we love what they're doing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's really important. Now, I mean, with everything on the news, particularly in the last couple of months that we're hearing, um, you know, it's important to be able to do, I think, something, um, you know, that's environmentally conscious, uh, and particularly if it doesn't cost you anymore. I mean, if, if everything's the same and you're doing something to help, then, then I think it's all of our responsibility to do it. And I think, you know, planting a tree, too, is fantastic. I mean, it's just another way of honoring and, and respecting your pet. Absolutely. So you were talking about it costs about the same. So let me ask you just bluntly, about how much does it cost for the service if you have a well, beloved the, pet? Yeah, I can give you sort of ballparks because it's, um, you know, it's different. Vets, vets charge different amounts depending who you're with. But if, if you just came to us off the street without the vet, um, it would be somewhere between like 150 and $350. And it's priced almost exact, probably is exact to, to most cremation services. Um, we made sure, we want, we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to use this. So we're pretty careful in pricing it uh, so that that wouldn't be a barrier for anybody. Okay, so you don't have to actually go directly to your company. You might be able to go through your veterinarian and your veterinarian can contact you. Yes, okay. yes, Absolutely. Um, and we work with many different vets, and and what I encourage people to do, since it is a new process, and you know, vets are busy guys and, and and women, and they don't, you know, always. It's tough for them to sit down and listen to something uh, new. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, I encourage people to say, hey, you, you know, listen, this is this is what we want, um, you know, for our pet, and and get them accustomed to hearing about uh, what aquamation is, and that it's, you know, and it's something that that the client wants. I mean, you know, it's funny. We came to this as pet owners. I mean, I, you know, I didn't come out of this industry, and, and we began as pet owners mm-hmm. thinking, you know what, we don't really like, you know, what cremation does. We don't sort of like how the business is operating. We don't like the, you know, what happens, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the environment and to our pet. And couldn't really do anything about it until we stumbled, you know, upon aquamation and then decided, you know what, there's a, there's a better way to do this. So I built this company to, to not treat pets as a commodity, which I think they are, um, you know, but to treat them, um, you know, with the same kind of respect that their owners did. Because, you know, right after we lost one of our dogs, I was like, well, I, you know, I, I, it just became very, I don't know whether the time was right, but all of a sudden I really thought about this, mm-hmm. you know, about what was going to happen to her. And I was like, you know, what? I just don't want to do this. This doesn't seem, she's not being treated as a member of my family. She's tri- being treated as you know, commodity by this, you know, this company, and she's going to end up at the end of a smokestack. And that, that's, that really was sort of the, you know, part of the impetus for, for us to, to jump into this and, and try to develop a, a better company. Wow. Well, that was a pretty heartfelt uh, story that you told me. You sound like a real animal <laughs> lover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we're, we're my, my whole, my kids and my wife, we're all, I mean, right, right now we've got Five dogs and chickens and a rooster, and so yeah, wow. we're all. That's very cool. So you must live in an area that allows them. 
<laughs> or not. Yeah, okay, yeah. I won't it's, say it's anything. It's called our house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big fur rug in our house. So, <laughs> yeah, oh we're goodness. always involved in rescues or doing something. It's just uh, yeah. I heard you know, that you um, that you helped Woodstock recently. We did actually. We were one of the big sponsors uh, down at Woodstock, which is a lot of fun. Um, and that's a great. I mean, that's a fantastic charity. I mean, it, it really works to uh, to help um, provide health care for homeless. Uh, animals because, you know, there's so many, you know, and as the economy went down, you know, people were just letting their pets go. So there was an awful lot of, um, you know, animals in need, and, and that charity really, really does help. So uh, Wolfstock was a was a terrific event, and we try, to do, we try to do a lot of those kind of events. So you've also partnered with SPCA LA um, just last week. We did. We had a great time at their adoption day. Uh, again, that's another fantastic, um, another fantastic opportunity to go out and, you know, be in the pet community and, and help adopt uh, a pet. And I didn't. I haven't heard the final tally yet, but you know, in years past, that they've. I mean, they've really adopted out. I think thousands of pets. So it's it's really fantastic. That's um, very cool. And there's a lot of those events. I mean, you know, for people who are interested. I mean, there, it seems like. You know, there's one or two every month for people to get involved in. And if somebody came to your company and they wanted to make a donation in their pet's name uh, to a particular charity, are they able to do that through your acclimation company? Well, they can actually. We and, and it's funny you ask. We did that. We originated this program with the SBCA LA where that if somebody comes to us with uh, their pet and wants to use our service, they mention SPCLA, and then we will donate 5% of that cost directly back to them, back to the SPCLA. Oh, and now cool. we've extended that out to uh, other rescue organizations, and we're just sort of expanding that as we go. So if somebody does have a special one that they uh, want to have a donation to, yes, they absolutely can. It's uh Again, it's something we feel is important to be a part of the community. Um, you know, it's this part of this part of the pet world has tended to be in sort of this you know dark, shadowy corner yeah. for uh, you know for well, probably for a hundred years. It's, well, it's, nobody likes thinking you know, about death, and and with your pet, you just want to think of fun and playing games and all of a sudden death kind of sneaks up on you and, and you don't know what to do. And I'm hoping that this interview will kind of sink into the subconscious of our listeners and, and when the time comes, which is inevitable, they'll go, I remember that there was this company that does something like aquamation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you're it right. It's the it only way to go. I mean, yeah. I, I think it really is the responsible thing to do now. I mean, for for both your pet and the environment. I, I mean, I really do feel strongly about that, and I think we're on the the right path for it. And how do you carry that over? I, I know that you have some special customized trucks. You do so many other things aside from the acclimation process. Well, yeah, it's it, it sort of goes back to what I see. You know, when we were you know, when we were thinking about what, why won't we have, why, what made us not feel very good about, you know, when our pet left us, you know, how could we do it in a better way? And part of it is we saw, and we didn't know, like most people don't know, what happens to your pet when they're gone. And, 
you know, and I don't want to, you know, sort of horrify everybody, but I mean, I'll, the one thing I'll say is that, you know, a lot of times they end up in the back of, you know, a pick and carted away, and it's, 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 it's pretty disheartening. And so what we did, one of the first things that we did when we built the company was to invest in a couple things, and one was a, a customized refrigerated truck because I just didn't think there was any reason to, you know, if you're going from vet to vet in a Los Angeles summer, I mean, that's not how I want my pet to be treated. So we decided that's not how we were going to treat anybody's pet. Jerry, Um, we're just about out of time here, so let's get your your website out one more time before we say goodbye. Okay. It is, uh, well, it's www.peacefulpetsaquamation.com, and aquamation is A-Q-U-A-M-A-T-I-O-N. Excellent. Well, we need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Marianne Dell will be reviewing a brand new batch of animal-related books, so keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back in just a moment. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining me now is our Pet Place book reviewer, Marianne Dell. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Marie. How are you? I'm doing very well, and thank you so much for taking some time to to do these book reviews for us. Absolutely. I am very excited, and your first (laughs) title today is Gigi, the Famous Rescue Dog. Yes. This is a starts out as one of those tales that those of us in rescue really don't like to hear. Gigi was a happy little puppy and with a happy family who loved her and then suddenly one day she woke up in the house all by herself. Oh. And the family had gone and left her behind. Wow. And unfortunately, ever since the Great Recession hit, we've heard about this happening a lot. Yeah, that is true. I was Kind of hoping that we were past that now. I hope we are, and maybe this was, you know, conceptualized during that time, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just a story that the author knows and decided to, you know, put out there for people. Um, He is, a, according to his bio, a very strong advocate for animal rescue and proper pet care. So he's hoping to create some awareness of those issues with this book, which is excellent as far as I'm concerned. It starts out unhappily, uh, but it does eventually have a happy ending, although Gigi winds up on the street uh, eating. Again? Well, no. Oh, okay. She winds up on the street, sorry, when her family abandons her, mm-hmm. and she has to eat out of garbage cans and the like. And then she gets captured by a man who tries to turn her into, I don't know whether it's a fighting dog or a bait dog. It's, oh. it's, it's obvious he's fighting his dogs, but the author doesn't go into any real detail. Mm-hmm. She escapes from that, and then a woman and her son who run a rescue find her, take her to their rescue, and she's adopted by a family that uh, lives on Embassy Row in Washington, D.C. And that's how we get from Skid Row to Embassy Row. Wow. <laughs> and although the family's a little uncertain whether they really want a dog, uh, the kids really do. Kids are not uncertain. The parents are a little leery. Yeah. Uh, but they go ahead and adopt her. And what's really nice is Gigi is a black, flat-coated retriever. So we have a black dog in this story, 
which, as you know, I'm sure, are frequently harder to find homes for. I know. It's crazy. I just love the black, sleek fur of (laughs) of both black cats and black dogs who always have a hard time getting homes and shelters. Yes, they do, unfortunately. And there's there's a happy ending to the story. Gigi ends up with a wonderful family who loves her and takes good care of her, and she has child playmates, and all is good. Yay! (laughs) And, you know, there's, like many of the books I review, there's some lessons here. Um, I have a friend who goes to the Orange County Shelter and keeps tabs on a lot of the dogs there that the rescue groups might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And she has told me recently how virtually every time she goes there, the number of people lined up to relinquish their animals is just staggering. And I don't know if people think they'll find a home. They're kidding themselves that they'll find a home. You know, some of the animals, I've taken many animals just from Orange County who were turned in by their owners who were Mm -hmm. older. Mm -hmm. Some of them had health issues. Right. And those animals, unfortunately, stand very little chance of, of getting a home. And so there's a nice opportunity here with this book to explain to children, if you're reading it to them, that... A pet is for life, mm-hmm. and you have to take responsibility, and you can't allow them to end up as Gigi did. And also to explain that just because her story ended up happily, not every animal's will. Right, exactly. You know, everybody needs to make a backup plan for their pets, whether because you might get into a different circumstance financially or maybe the acne anvil will fall out of the sky and knock you on the head and that's all she wrote for you. And you just need to plan for your pet so that if anything happens, your pet has a home. And so many people just fail to do that. They think life is always going to be the way it is right now, and I don't have to worry about that. Or they might even say, yeah, we probably should, and just never get around to it. Never do it, yes. Mm -hmm. That's very true. It's very true. I mean, I know so many older people, friends of my my mother, who have pets, and they're just assuming their kids are going to take their pets. And you and I both know that oftentimes when kids get stuck with a a pet that belonged to a parent, a lot of times it'll end up at an animal shelter. That's right. If, If the pet is lucky enough to actually be taken there and not just turned loose or abandoned. Oh, that'd be horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. But it happens, unfortunately, wow. and, and it is a reality. Um, I've, been, I've been really happy to have talked with some older folks who have been interested in some of my dogs and who have told me, you know, I really want an older dog because I'm 70, 80, 90, and, and they're very vital people, mm-hmm. but they don't want a puppy. Right. A, they don't want a puppy, and B, they know they're going to a puppy is going to outlive them, and right. they don't want to do that. They don't mm-hmm. want to have the animal facing that. And there's so many beautiful senior pets in shelters and rescues, and they are just delightful. And and I know a lot of shelters even offer a senior for seniors program where mm-hmm. the adoption price is either extremely reduced or absolutely waived, so that yes. you can walk out of there for free if you're a qualifying senior. Yes, and I know. Um, I was just talking to the president of Animal Assistance League of Orange County, and they are starting a program where um, if seniors who are 
living with financial difficulties, contact them. They will do what they call a permanent foster program where they will take ownership of the animal, but it will continue to live with the person. And they will cover vet bills and help with driving the animal to and from the vet or the groomer or whatever. Oh, nice. And, and if the person dies, then they take ownership of the animal. Oh, that's an outstanding program. I yep. hope that really takes off. Yeah, I do too because I think it's a marvelous idea. Ah, nice to know. Yep. Hey, let's go to your next book now okay. because I want to get as many of these in as we can. All you right. You have a book by Dean Kuntz who's one of my favorite authors, but this isn't one of those scary books. This not, is a not at all unless you're afraid one. of golden retrievers. <laughs> This is called Ask Anna, Advice for the Furry and Forlorn. Okay. And, and it's by Dean and his dog, Anna, who oh. is his second golden retriever, or at least the second one to write books. Trixie also wrote some books. They are very talented. They are incredibly talented. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know if the final form of the book will be exactly as the one I received because I received an uncorrected proof. And sometimes there's changes okay. in between. But... Um, there's a very funny, very cute introduction where uh, Dean talks about how he discovered Anna's hidden talent for being an advice to the lovelorn <laughs> or the forlorn <laughs> crowd, <Aww. laughs> including people. <laughs> That's pretty cute. And um, so she... Uh, we have animals, well, dogs, writing her questions, and then she answers them, and some of them are just funny. There's a boxer boxer mix who uh, is afraid that the girls won't like him because he has black around his eyes and he kind of looks like a tough guy and she just tells him hey a lot of girls go for the tough looking guys you got to go out there and just take your chances <laughs> <laughs> and then some of them are kind of serious there's mm-hmm. one where a dog asks why what he can do about his canine sibling who has really bad breath and, and how he can tell her and Anna says it's not your sister's fault it's your owner your owner needs to take care of both of your teeth so there's a nice little education component in there oh that's really cute yep. I love that it's very cute and it's got very cute photographs of Anna and the other dogs and it's it you know it's too bad he couldn't take this and maybe he has an idea to do uh, some more of this but it would be great to have continuing series of these types of things oh, definitely, you know definitely. Anna ans- answers questions about health or relationships and you know talk about some ways to introduce dogs to other dogs or to strange people and stuff and socialization and it's all from the dog's perspective absolutely uh, I love and, that yep and that's what makes it so great and when will this actually be available? It will be available on October 28th. Oh, okay. So they have an actual date. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Just a little before Halloween. Outstanding. Yes. Your next title is Dreams with Feet. Yes. <laughs> we have about two minutes to get through this one. Hey, this is a novel for young adults, and it's a little bit of a mystery and a little bit of a how we grow story and it's about a boy named Doug who has a lot of dreams and isn't afraid to talk about them and this of course gets him bullied at school because he's pretty intelligent and the mm-hmm. teachers like him and his dream is to own huskies and train and work doing sledding oh okay and he sees no possibility for this happening 
until a new neighbor moves in, and the neighbor is a sled dog racer. Wow, well, that's a coincidence. Isn't it, though? (laughs) (laughs) And he gets to know him. He actually gives him one of his dogs to work and train because the dog won't work for him very well but seems to love Doug. And Doug ends up doing a school project with his best friend but also with one of the bullies. And so we learn about uh, how dreams can sometimes be worth following, often be worth following, but how sometimes things make you stumble and get in your way. But if you persevere, generally, you will come out on top, you will get to take steps towards your dreams, and sometimes you may even change some other people's minds. Wow, outstanding. Yeah, it's a nice little story. Well, I sure appreciate you coming on and sharing these three uh, books with us. It's always so fun to hear from you. Well, you are very welcome. You know I enjoy it. And we need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Irvine Animal Care Center, don't miss out on the annual Super Pet Adoption Event. This special event features over 800 adoptable pets from Southern California shelters and rescues, plus dozens of pet product vendors, a silent auction and opportunity drawings, a free Ask the Vet booth, low-cost microchips, food and refreshments, and so much more. It's only $1 to get in, and parking is absolutely free. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also visit us on Facebook. Just add that old backslash Pet Place Radio after the words Facebook.com. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Bye.